Hola, and welcome to Word to Your Mama. Word to Your Mama is a podcast about the life of a Latina creative, that's me, and the lives of my amazing multicultural tribe, a celebration of shared experiences navigating this dynamic world. There will be special guests, mad laughs, and absolutely no BS. Segments by the Supernatural Bear, that's my little man, he's 10 going on 40 because he's an old soul, but other than that, this podcast will be explicit. Please believe it. Now, why do I have a wide range of peeps on here? It's because I come from the music, art, and Web3 industries. Word to Your Mama comes out every Monday. Today, we have A. Smith, an indigenous artist, helper, co-founder of Outlaw Rising, an intersectional Web3 project. Their indigenous name is Wasagi Maingan. Wasagi Maingan. I don't know if I messed that up. Please forgive me, A, if I did. I, I'm, I'm trying. I, I phonetically wrote it out in the whole shebang. So in this episode, we discuss what they feel about, what their thoughts are on the being part of the indigenous community, on what indigenous futurism means to them, how we met, and if you listen to, which I'll have in the show notes, to Courtney Running Fox's episode a few episodes back, we all met because we were presenting at NFT NYC to just see a group of Latinas in the same room with a full indigenous panel, the first ever at this convention, you know, just holding and taking up space in these white spaces. We're immediately drawn to each other. We're immediately supporting each other. As mentioned in Courtney's and in this episode, they stayed for the Latina panel. And then I reached out to connect with them. And we've been, you know, we had a couple of meetings just to 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 meet and have, you know, build these bridges. And then, of, of course, I was like, I have to have you on the podcast. So here is a conversation that I have with A. Smith. If you listen to the episode before the solo episode that I had is episode 138. I talk about the craziness of speaking at the UN. So I just wanted to be a reminder to go follow the women of Web3, because depending on when you hear this, we're going to be speaking and presenting at the United Nations General Assembly 78th Science Summit. And we're going to be talking about reducing inequalities for marginalized communities. So there's going to be some crazy, amazing announcements that is going to have an impact that's global. So you're definitely going to want to uh, follow that link that I um, will have in the show notes. So, yes, let's get into it. And don't forget, after we'll have a short Supernatural Bear Corner, because if you heard the last episode, those are few and far between because he's skipping town, guys. He's retiring. He's retiring because, you know, preteen times. And then after that, a little outro. So, yes, let's get into it. Hey, muchísimas gracias for being here today. Um, the BTS behind this is that we're supposed to do this like a month ago, but you've been so amazing and, you know, allowing me to have the grace to, to be able to, you know, redo this since I was with family. And so I really appreciate you. Uh, so let's start off by how are you doing? Good. Miigwech for having me here. And yeah, I'm so excited. (laughs) Um, it's great to just like see your face again and connect this way. 
I'm doing good. I was just doing beadwork this morning and I was like, let me get all my beverages set up. I'm a beverage <laughs> goblin. So I have my coffee, I have my tea and I have water for hydration. <laughs> oh, wow. The, the trifecta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So clear beverage goblin over here. How are you? Great. Yeah, I got my my water. You know, I got a I just realized that, you know, I was not drinking sufficient water and I could tell by my skin. You know how that is? Like if you're yes, not drinking water, your skin is just kind of like, mm. and so I was like, oh, I need to mm -hmm. up it. But I'm great. Yeah. So let's start off by if you're at a party. Yeah. You don't, you know, you meet someone new and they say, hey, you know, what do you do? What is your answer? Oh, I think that's the hardest question. And I always, you know, if I meet somebody, they're like, oh, well, you know, what do you, you know, I'll just be like, oh, yeah, like I'm an artist first, a creative, you know, and a helper. So I do a lot of little things, you know, in our culture, we have helpers. They're people that just help and offer support wherever it's needed, sometimes to community members or just, you know, in different areas. So a helper can be anything, but I also would say, you know, oh yeah, like I have, I have a company, I'm a co-founder of Outlaw Rising, which is an intersectional web three project. And we work with supporting our marginalized communities. Those are the communities that all of our co-founders come from. Mm. And we're looking to figure out how can we, redistribute the wealth gap using technologies, using NFTs, Web3. So I think so. I would probably get nervous and be like, yeah, I hope that makes sense. <laughs> so kind of, and also I think, I think the, the running theme here is that with all the different guests that I have, a lot of, pretty much everybody is, you know, uh, multifaceted, you know, they do so many things and they're just not in one lane that it kind of the environment of the context of where you're at kind of dictates what you're going to, you know, what you're going to say. Um, sure. multi-passionate, I guess is the new word, like multi-passionate. You're doing so many different things. So a, hey, where, where are you born and raised? So I was born in Colorado out in the, out in the Midwest, the wild, wild west. I lived uh, between Colorado and Arizona for a while. And I then moved to the East Coast. So I lived in New Jersey for a while. I lived in Pennsylvania for a while. Now I live in New York State. And I have family. My tribe is up in Michigan. So sometimes I do go back home to the res. And yeah. And what All could you there. share with us what your tribe tribe is? Yeah, so I'm Anishinaabe, um, Odawa specifically. My tribe is the Little Traverse Bay Band of Odawa Indians up in Harbor Springs, Michigan and Mount Pleasant. So. Nice. And then I, you know, I do an intro so you won't, you mm -hmm. don't hear it unless you hear the episode. So I don't want to mess it up. I don't want to attempt, yeah. but how I met you in, in, in that name, could you please share it with the folks, please? <laughs> oh, yeah, I can give my intro. So, Bujuanin, Wasagi Mangan, Indigenous, Makwa, Ndudum, Odawa, Ndawa, Waganasaking, Odawa, Nadadipandaguas. So, hello, so Bujuanin, hello, Wasagi Mangan, that's my name. My name is Wasagi Mangan, or A, I usually go by. <laughs> I'm Bear Clan from Little Traverse Bay Band of Odawa Indians. 
Yeah, that would be, that's my <laughs> traditional. That's the full blown, the full blown. The full, full, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then I love how when we met, uh, you know, um, Courtney running Vox, and, uh, you and I, we met and you were just like, oh, just call me A. <laughs> I was like, oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I do want to do it justice, but I need to hear it a couple of times. So I will, mm-hmm. I will re-listen to this portion a couple of times and then do my, you know, best attempt in the intro. So thank you for that. Uh, so what does it mean to be a part of, you know, the indigenous community to you? Has And has that changed? You know, because I know, you know, different ages, sometimes you reject certain things and, you know, we're trying to figure ourselves out. So, you know, the what is the 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 overall arch of of what it has meant to you being a part of an indigenous community? Ooh, um, you know, I think when I was younger, it was just like a cool thing. It was like, oh, I'm indigenous. You know, I grew up in a lot of non-indigenous containers. Um, and so I think I didn't always know what it meant. And I think, you know, I had always felt kind of strange because the first thing people would say is like, oh, well, you don't look indigenous. Mm. And except for other BIPOC women, other mm. BIPOC women would always be like, you're mixed. What are you mixed with? You're what, what are you? I was like, well, I don't know. Like I'm in, I'm indigenous. And they're like, oh, okay, okay, okay. We thought you were something else, but we couldn't figure out what it was. And um, <laughs> so I always thought that was very, like, growing up, I was like, oh, okay. Because, like, I didn't know what mixed meant as a kid. Like, yeah. I was just like, oh, yeah, like, I'm indigenous and my mom's not indigenous. So, like, I'm, you know, mixed, you know. Um, but I didn't really know what that meant until I was older. And I think, you know, growing up, there's definitely this part of me that is always in this, like, reconnection process. But I never knew about like now they talk about reconnecting natives and I didn't really understand that because my father when we were younger like you know he raised us traditional like these are these are the values these are the teachings this is how you act in the world this is who you are and never never not say who you are never not be proud of who you are Mm -hmm. just always be who you are and so I didn't understand what people meant by like oh okay like reconnecting natives and I you know it can mean a lot of different things I'm not sure that I'm like the best one to speak to that specifically but I think now it's looking at like oh, okay right and I think it's a very complicated question a complicated answer because it's also understanding my privilege in the world and the way that I walk down the street mm-hmm. what does it mean for me to be indigenous and how can I you know be in the community and and I think part of it is it is community right it's being a helper it's probably identifying who I am and saying you know sometimes like Sometimes my role here is just to listen. Sometimes my role is to do something, to say something, to, you know, support the young people. And um, so I think it's like, there's a lot of things what it means to be indigenous. And I think, you know, on our tribal website, they're like, what does it mean to be Odawa? What does it mean to be Anishinaabe? It's like, oh, it's freedom, right? Mm -hmm. And showing up in a good way. I love that, showing up in a good way. And I feel like the way I met you, you know, Knowing, I really first first and foremost, I really appreciate you from jump acknowledging your privilege, right? Because I think a lot of us in, in our communities, in marginalized communities, that's one thing that's lacking, right? It's just like understand how you present in the world, and and the, and the privilege that comes with that. And I think when you yeah. do that, if you have the capacity to do that, 
then you have the capacity to be an even more productive helper, if that makes sense, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you, like for you. So, you know, the way we met is at the panel, we were um, privileged and honored to witness your panel that you were the moderator of. So we got to witness that and it, it was super impactful, you know, being the panel right before the Latinas of Web3. So how did you find out about Web3 um, and and what made you enter it and be passionate and, and, and get you to, you know, having a full-blown panel, the first, right, the first all-Indigenous panel at NFT NYC? <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> um, a couple of years ago, I knew nothing about Web3. And thank you for these questions. And I want to, I will always, I always want to shout out Latinas at NFT. They were such a bomb panel. And like, <laughs> y'all just welcoming all of us. Like, y'all are so bomb. and so beautiful. I was like, oh my God. Um, <laughs> so thank you. Um, but I got into Web3 because of my wife, actually. So I had... I have been involved in a lot of different types of activism and I was at an action in Washington DC for climate action for the pipelines. Um, And I had actually gotten detained there and held. And while I was, you know, detained, um, my wife was freaking out. I was in the back of the paddy wagon. They hadn't Mm. taken my phone away yet. And I was like texting from the side. I texted my friend who was there. This is my wife's phone number. If I'm not out in three hours, you need to call her and tell her I'm not coming home tonight. And, um, and I always swear, I was like, I promise I won't get detained. I won't get I promise I'll be so good. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, okay. Like, I'm just going to do this. And, um, so she was like, there has to be a better way to do activism. There has to be a better way to do activism. So she's, and she had already known about web three, but when I got back, she had told me like, Hey, I think we can leverage NFTs, I think part, so part of it is like her, her thing is a little bit, I think her like trauma response is to be actionable. Like, how can we be actionable? How can we do something? How can we change something? Um, And so then she started researching NFTs very specifically and how they can be leveraged for activism and for good and for our communities, because our communities don't always find out about this tech and these opportunities. So the purpose of it is like, well, our communities are the ones who are risking life and limb to make a change in the world. And mm-hmm. so how can we kind of utilize this technology to support our people and to change things in a good way for our people by bringing in as many of our people as possible, right? Our artists, our creatives, our all of it, right? Cuz it can't it can't just be like a couple people like, yeah, let me let me raise some money and then pass it back. No, we have to find ways to like bring people in and create, you know, solution we have to be solution oriented in that. And that means bringing all of us. So that's kind of like how I came into web threes was like right after, you know, a whole summer of, you know, activism and being detained and like having these different like experiences and meeting different people. Um, and so was my wife and she was like, yeah, like you can do it. And I was like, okay, yeah, cool. So we started dreaming of outlaw and I was like, well, I'm an artist, so I'm going to test this out personally and spend some time personally trying to understand the behind the scenes of web three, um, and then last year, it was actually like almost a year to the almost a year to the day. Um, Moon Deer, I don't know if you know them, 
um, we hosted a Twitter space together to start raising awareness for ICWA. So it was like, hey, if you sign this petition and send proof that you sign this petition and you retweet this post, um, then you can be entered to win a free NFT. So then we had a Twitter space and a bunch of indigenous artists were like, hey, yeah, I'll donate an NFT. So Courtney, like Running Fox was one of them. Um, I think Draco was one of them. Uh, Bears Will Kill You was one of them. She donated uh, earrings to this, you know, auction or this uh, giveaway. And we're all like, okay, let's all do this. So we all came together. We hosted a Twitter space. It was a really long educational Twitter space. Um, We opened in prayer. So I sang one of our, you know, traditional prayers and we all kind of were like, okay, this is, we're going to do this. And that was the first ever Indigenous Voices in Web3. People really resonated. So we're like, I guess we should do this again. Um, And it was that moment of like, I feel like we kind of were like, yeah, we're leveraging NFTs to do something good for the community. And it cut to a year later of doing spaces and things like that. And we're like, oh, we'll apply for NFT NYC. I didn't know that we would get accepted (laughs) to speak, but we're like, okay, let's do it. Let's do it. So Courtney and I applied and we got accepted to speak. And we actually planned a Twitter space specifically to talk about how NFTs can be utilized for indigenous communities, for cultural preservation, for language, for, you know, action and things like that. Do you want to support original content that supports diverse voices? Why not support Word to Your Mama? You're listening to it right now. Become a patron. Head over to patreon.com slash WTYM. There are four patron levels to choose from, including Good Looking Out, I'm Down, Hell Yeah, and Please Believe It. Benefits include patron shoutouts, exclusive patron-only content, and so much more. Head on over to patreon.com slash WTYM to take your support to the next level. Gracias. Many of us have heard of the devastating passing of Hurricane Fiona through Puerto Rico, but not many of us know of ways, or better yet, trustworthy ways to help and contribute to those in need. Fiona a Través de los Ojos de los Niños is an NFT project featuring art made by children of the nonprofit school Flor de Loto in Ponce, Puerto Rico. Through their drawings, they've expressed their feelings and fears, which they went through the hurricane. You can help these children, their school, families, and communities by minting one of their NFTs at helppr.xyz. You can also help by sending crypto directly to their wallet listed on the website or do a donation through PayPal. The links can be found in the description. And to learn more about this initiative and how you can help, please visit helppr.xyz or via Twitter at helpprflm. I love that. I love, I think it was very inspiring because it it, it gave me hope. You know, it was Mm -hmm. like they put us all together. But I think it, I think at least for, for, for me personally, and I know for the other people that were on the panel, it, it, it empowered, it, it like gave us like more juice, more like, we're just like, oh shit together like we have so similarities and differences but together like the universal and the specific but there's like so much overlap and because what I get excited about in anything that I do is you know us coming together 
the 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 power in numbers, right? Like the unity mm-hmm. and having those in power, quote unquote, shook. Like, oh shit, we've been tra- we've been our our trying to divide and conquer has been working for years, but now we can't stop yeah. this. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So to to see you yeah. guys, and I mean, it was we were crying. You you guys were crying. We <laughs> were crying. It was just. There was something palpable in the air. The energy was thick and it was great, you know, and the fact that we went to go look for you and then we reunited and then you came on our space after and then you allowed us in your space. And, and it was just, I don't know, man. And then after the conversations that, you know, you and, and Courtney Running Fox and I had is the bridges. And this has been a theme these past couple of episodes with guests you know, being first gen or, you know, all, you know, different communities come in, in this new quote unquote new space of web three and all these new technologies. It's like, it's the bridges, it's building these bridges, um, seeing how can we help. And also, you know, not to get into the nitty gritty because these are private conversations, but I feel like a revolutionary act in itself is warning each other about people out mm-hmm. there that are that are faking the funk you yeah. know mm-hmm. that are 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 you know forward facing or saying they're about community and and I just had a conversation this weekend with someone else but they're in the in in the film industry but they are of color do you know what i'm saying they're marginalized and they're trying to do good work in, in the documentary space. And we had this whole conversation while we're by the water and we're just like, yeah, man, like yeah. there's certain ways to, to navigate that. So everything that's been happening and these conversations we've been having since, since we met, uh, I really appreciate them. And, and thank you so much for being so open and welcoming and um, you know, however we can support. So let's get into the questions and comments from the audience. Okay. okay. So we have, how excited are, are you about indigenous futurism and where it'll take indigenous people? Also, I love you and think you are so amazing. And this is by Courtney Running Fox, who we've been speaking about this entire time. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so thankful to have met Courtney in Web3, just as like a site, she keeps encouraging me to like keep doing things. And I think even, you know, meeting y'all, like it takes all of us, fam. Right. Like it really, it really right. takes all of us. Um, so whatever, like we're, we're giving it right back and forth to each other. And I think that's awesome. Indigenous futurism. I'm so excited about it. I feel so excited because I think, you know, so 80% of history books in the United States refer to indigenous people in the past tense. That's Mm. a real stat from, I think, 20, maybe like 2015, I want to say. And it's still like, it's still accurate. You know, that's still the stat. And they're, you know, implementing different books to be read in schools, like their schools now, you know, braiding sweetgrass and things like that, that schools are starting to read. But the history books are the ones that are taken as law. And they still refer to us as if we're extinct. And I had a boss in 2020 say, y'all still exist? Oh, my God. I was like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we do. We're still here. Thank you. Yes, we are. And so 
I think indigenous futurism is is so many things, but I think what's excited what excites me about it is like a couple things. Like first, it's you know we have this ideology that you know many indigenous people will talk about, but um, I'll just speak from my perspective. It's like the seven generations, and I think a lot of the reasons that I do things are for our future, right? I look at my own life and I'm, I realize, okay, well, I went through these things. What can I do to make sure somebody else doesn't have to suffer in the same way? Right. Can that be sharing a story? Can that be calling a teacher in when they're doing something appropriative or unprofessional, you know, that's super not okay for our kids? Like, what are the little things that I can do, right? Looking at this. So I think indigenous futurism is that, right? It's like, oh, okay. That's first, like, we're planning on our people being here for many more generations to come. So I think that in itself is just so exciting and inspiring. And I think that encapsulates like romance, right? Like when indigenous people and when marginalized people are falling in love, you know, um, that's, that's optimism. That's beautiful, right? That's a piece of indigenous futurism because we're, we're planning far ahead, right? Um, but I think in terms of technology, it could be really cool. I, I used to watch a lot of like sci-fi. Mm-hmm. And so I think about that integration between technology and the natural world and how we can take indigenous ideologies and principles to enhance what we have. It's like, you know, like people talk about makeup and they're like, oh, it's only meant to enhance your natural beauty. Well, I think technology is meant to enhance the natural world. It's not necessarily meant to take over. We're not meant to be ruled by tech only living in the metaverse. But there are certain things from all this amazing technology that can be used to shift and preserve and, you know, lengthen the lifetime of, of what we have here. And I think it comes into all arenas. So I think when I look at indigenous futurism, it's not necessarily from like, you know, I, I'm, I'm thinking of Courtney, she has this art piece with neon teepees. So I'm not necessarily thinking of it from this like really cool art perspective, though that is there. Yes. I think about it from this integration between all the different planes of our existence and how right. we coexist. And that can look like government, right? That can look like, you know, landscape architecture. Um, technology, of course, like even ethics, code of ethics. Um, So I I think there's like a lot of things within that. But yeah, that's, that's fantastic. I'm excited about that. Because um, this weekend, well, I don't know when this is going to air drop, but um, it was my niece's uh, native graduation at UCLA. She is double major neuroscience and American Indian studies. And so I was able to get there right before, um, you know, the blanketing ceremony, but they had, and I haven't looked up his name. They didn't have his name on in the background slide, but he is, I think he was a councilman, but he's indigenous and he was talking. I mean, he sang while he was up there. And then he was also saying how important, I think that speaks to you where you mentioned, and I think that's what we have to remember how the, you know, futurism is, is is not just technology it's it's all encompassing and when you mentioned government immediately i thought of him and how he was saying imagine if more of us were in these positions of he's talking about representation and we were more and more of us were in these positions of of decision making that you know that that make decisions that can last multiple terms long term and stuff like that and how that impacts everything 
So thank you so much for bringing that up because I think we forget. You think futurism, I think a lot of us automatically go into just tech only, right? And, 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 And futurism encompasses all the things that you just mentioned. Okay, A, let's get into the not-so-rapid-fire questions, the a.k.a. Okay. slow-as-hell okay. questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> okay, three words to describe yourself. Oh, I would say loud. <laughs> really? Um, I, just, just a little. Um, I, I was, yeah, okay, so loud. Um compassionate and I think grounded. Love that. Love those. Okay. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Oh, just sit with it. Mm. Just sit with it. It's the hardest piece of advice, but it's the best piece of advice. Yeah, because that could save you for so many different things in so many different situations. Take a breath, take a beat, sit with it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because the way you feel in that moment will might change. And it also yeah. might save your life. <laughs> like if you think about yeah. it. <laughs> for real. Of, right? Like all the, yeah. the generational trauma that we that we have, you know, it, it it sometimes it comes up and it creeps up. It could be the wrong day at the wrong time. And 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 that, you know, I like that. Just sit with it. Okay. What song, what is your go-to song to get you hyped when you need it? Oh, (laughs) y'all know. (laughs) Bougie Natives. Like, I will 100% put Bougie Natives on, and I'll be, like, in my car, like, on my way to a meeting. And we live in a small, quiet town. There's a lot of (laughs) queer people, but there's a lot of white people. So I'll be blasting (laughs) it. I'll be like... Like looking like, oh my god, okay. <laughs> awesome. I am not familiar, so I'm super excited to listen. And this is also going to be added to the word to your mama guest hype song. I mess up the title every time. I have a Spotify playlist, so every guest that we've ever had on, their songs are on this playlist. So it runs the gamut of so many different types and different languages as well. And then every episode, when the latest episode comes up. That person's song goes up to the top so you could kind of see it in progression. And it's like, I think we're about at four, four hours, maybe a little over four hours worth because we've had, you know, a hundred and over 130 episodes. So it's fantastic. So I'm super excited to hear it. We'll have a link to that song specifically and a link to the playlist. Okay. A, awesome. The final question of the not so rapid fire questions, AKA so as hell questions. What will be your legacy oh I think that I hope so something I really really believe in is the ripple effect and I think that's something that I try really hard to embody and I hope that when I'm gone people will still hold on to this and embody this on like a community level but on an interpersonal level I think when we talk about these like big community like actions, like, you know, there's so much going on in the world and there's so many things that we need to stand up for, to fight for, to believe in, to love, like all of these things that sometimes we're only looking at the end results 
And I think with the idea of the ripple effect is you can just do one little thing and it could change a whole lot. Like we don't know what we can change. And so I think that's what I hope other people will remember me by. They'll be like, oh, A started a lot of really awesome ripples, you know, by just, I hope to like inspire people. Like you can do something, just do something. Don't, even if it feels too small, it's not too small. Just right. do something because um, you never know. And I think that's like, I think that's the one thing that we forget about in being human is that we never know how we're going to impact somebody, right? So right. if you go out, like, I, like some of my friends will know, like if we go out and I see somebody and they're cute or like they're wearing cute glasses or like, you know, hair, I will always tell them. I will always tell them and people are like, do you really have to? I'll be like, yeah, I really have to. So like I've walked up to a brace in Starbucks and been like, okay, I don't know if this is weird, but like, I just have to let you know, you are so damn cute. And like, <laughs> your eyes are so bright. Your cheeks are so full. You're so damn cute. And they'll be like, like this happened when we were in NYC. The, the person was like, I really needed to hear that today. No. Right. And so I think it's like, that's just a small moment. And I don't share that story to be like, oh, look how great I am. But it's like, that's a small thing that anybody has the power to do. Right. So we can do this and it can change somebody's day. It can change somebody's life. We don't know. So right. the ripple effect, I hope people will be like, oh yeah, the ripple effect, right? Part of being a helper. <laughs> no, I love that because I'm, I'm the same way too. If, if something in me is calling me like, wow, they have a really cute outfit. Like they're unique. Like it's a unique situation, mm-hmm. especially out here. I'm in the desert and you know, it's like yeah. the same old, same old. And then we get the snowbirds and everything. But when yeah. I see someone that's just like unapologetically like styling, you know, and they're, and they're in it, I go, oh, like, especially in Trader Hoes, like, I'm just like, um, excuse me, this right here, this love it. <laughs> yes. Love it. You know what I mean? And then yeah, they're like, oh, my God. They, and it changes their demeanor, too, if you noticed it, yeah. right? Like the barista or like the person that I said that too recently, they were just kind of like, yeah. you know, resting face, you know, da 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 yeah. But then I say something and you never know. But I wanted yeah. to um, say that I will forever remember you. And I'm sure we're, we're building bridges and we're going to be yeah. working together. I could see it and I could feel it. But, yeah. you know. 30 years from now, you know, uh, may the lords and dragons above allow me to live that long. I'll always remember you and your crew in, in that moment of seeing you guys at NFT NYC because it was, um, it was monumental for us being there. And then I think it took it to another level. I think, I think it took it to a next level to see you guys there, right? And... And being like, oh, let's do this. <laughs> I don't know. Like it was yeah. like, like inspiring. And and, and I, I feel like it is super important now that we have the videos of the panels to yeah. share that shit everywhere, man. Like I okay. want everyone to see because it's so powerful. Yeah. Your panel was so powerful. You know, I think you guys are speaking. um each other's truths but also being like yo we're just putting this all together lumping us all together this one thing <laughs> do you notice it like it's calling people out and i think that's very important as well but it was so powerful so i really really thank you tell the folks how they can find you tell if you want to share anything else that you want people to take away 
from this time, this combo with you about you personally, about indigenous, whatever you want. This is your time. Ooh. Well, first, I want to say, because I don't think I've said this, but when I looked out at NFTNYC and I saw y'all sitting there, I felt so safe all of a sudden and so Mm -hmm. at home because we had our crew on one side. And then, you know, when you're speaking, if you kind of like look out and see people and I looked over and I saw y'all and I immediately felt so much like gratitude that y'all were there and also safety because I was like oh I see my people I see (laughs) my people thank creator they're here these beautiful people right um so I I don't yeah I don't think I'd ever like spoken to that but I I think it was like really amazing that we were there and we were back to back and there was that really beautiful energy share and I think you know when I think about that moment um I think about there was a complete energy share like we really shared energy with each other and I think sometimes these things can be very like abstract it feels very spiritual and very physical and very much meant to be and I I, you know maybe some folks will be like oh that's so woo woo get out of here a but I think it's really true right there was that spiritual connection and I think um in that moment it was like oh okay like we're here we're here for each other you know, in that moment, like there was a reason that we were back to back and that we were first of each from our communities. Right. And I think that in and of itself is just like, okay, this is the start of something, you know? Um, so I feel really thankful about that. And I'm on, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram, the same handle everywhere with Saggy Mangan. Um, Outlaw Rising is also on Twitter. They can find that in my bio. Um, so I just want to say thank you so much for having me here and for speaking with me. And I think if anybody is listening, then I would say to them as well to just do the thing. Don't be afraid to do the thing, you know, just keep going, keep going and don't give up and remember it's okay to take up space. I remember we talked about that before, but I just hope that all the all the people, all our people, all our marginalized fam bam, all our BIPOC people who are out in the world, like, I hope they, that everybody feels joy in at least like one moment of their day and that they don't ever look back. Like you feel that joy and fully embodied it because that is resistance and that is beauty. And that is the thing that starts to change the intergenerational trauma that's hiding in our DNA. Like when we feel joy, like that's the thing that will be now that's a new component added to our DNA for our next gen and our next gen. Right. And so I, I think that's something I always want to encourage people is like, take up your space, feel that joy, <laughs> be like so fully embodied and don't feel guilty, you know, just be, be beautiful and go, go after it. Right. Thank you so much for the kind words. I, I 1000% agree with you about the energy shift it was it was it was and you know uh you know i don't i don't know where it's from but i always remember the you know shared joy is double joy and shared yes. trauma is half you know and and one thing that came out of the beautiful twitter space that you were so gracious enough to have us on i think it was lucia and i were were on there is um i think sandy was on for a little bit i think she had to leave but um you guys reminded me of something that someone else had said 
um, purple from um, from women of color collective. And, you know, mm-hmm. she reminded me that we always think of the generational trauma, generational trauma. Mm-hmm. It's such a buzzword, yeah. such a buzzword. We remember that. But she reminded me we got this generational wisdom, right? Yes. The generational wisdom of, and we have to remember that. And I think that was also part of that energy shift, right? It was it was breaking these cycles, taking up this space and telling, look, motherfuckers, we are here. We might be the first and the few, but we're breaking the shit wide open. It's on and popping. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like it's all yes. on and popping. Like, you know, you yes. think you're throwing us a little bone. Well, we're digging this big asshole. It's on and popping. Mm-hmm. So I I oh, really yeah. appreciate you. Um, is is Outlaw Rising, is it? Has it launched or where are we at in the process? Uh, we're in June, at mid-June right now. So we're in mid-June. We're hoping to be ready to launch by September. Perfect. We're finalizing all of our art. We're getting together all of our um, assets. We've been a little slow on Twitter. We allow a little space for folks okay. like mental health and physical yeah, health. Sure. Um, but yeah, we're getting ready and I'm super excited. Can I share a little alpha with you? Of course, please. So we're having, um, we're putting together a blog. Um, specifically for our communities that's called Vigilante. And and y'all are noticing a theme. We're starting to reclaim some (laughs) words, right? Like if we look back a couple hundred years ago, 50 years ago, 20 years ago, we all would have been outlaws and vigilante and like bad guys. How dare us like, you know, try to change the world a little bit. But um, it's called Vigilante. And what we're trying to do here is highlight the joys and beauties in our community so offering web space there's some projects out there that um you know i'll speak candidly there's some projects out there that say they're for all people but i when i look i notice it it looks about white you know and (laughs) so i'm looking at this and i'm like okay like and granted y'all i i'm fully aware of how i walk through the world you know, but I also recognize, you know, and, and the team recognizes too that like we need space for our people, our black, indigenous people of color, our Latinas, right. our Asian brothers and sisters, Pacific right. Islanders, South, like our people need a space. So we're making one because we keep oh. seeing these artist highlights, but they're not, I'm not seeing our people. Right. I'm not seeing our people. So we're, our team is coming together. So we're writing, we have everything coming out. So that is something that, People can look forward to probably by like July, the latest. We've got oh, a couple nice. artists that we're interviewing first. Perf. And so if you have any community joys or anybody, any of your your community wants to share their joys or be highlighted or talk about their projects, um, that's what we're trying to do. We're creating space. We're taking space and creating it and sharing as much space as, as we have. So I love that. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, everything that you mentioned is going to be in the show notes. So there'll be, you know, clickable links to all this amazingness. And, you know, the the sneak preview of of the artwork and what's on there right now, dope as hell. And, (laughs) and I, and I love that. So I'm super excited to, to see the, you know, the launch and the unveiling and, and to read and discover you know, uh, uh, more about these artists that you're going to be highlighting in these safe spaces. So, muchísimas gracias, A, for everything that you do. Um, the future is really bright. 
And I'm excited to see how we all can uh, support each other and grow yeah. in in this space. So thank, thank you so you. much. Thank And now introducing the Supernatural Bear Corner. Supernatural Bear. Hello. Hi, uh, I'm the Supernatural Bear. I'm just chilling here. I'm not going to be chilling here in October. I mean, what? You didn't hear anything. No? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so um, today's word of the day is indigenous. Now, unfortunately, I am not a dictionary, so I do not have the, uh, the true definition of indigenous. However... I do have what it means to me. It, I just, whenever I hear indigenous, I just think my people. Yeah, that's kind of it. Um, so, yeah, th- thank you for tuning in to Word to Your Mama. And um, my mom's probably going to do an outro. But um, thank you for tuning in and uh, see you soon. Bye. Do, should we do? Yeah. There you have it, folks. A. Smith. I think what they are doing in the space using new web technologies to really reclaim so much within for the indigenous community within for the indigenous community I think is remarkable. It is inspiring to see, to witness. I don't think it was an accident that we met at understanding how how it feels to be othered, right? And then being in this space and be like, listen, we don't know if we're going to be invited next year. So we're going to do all the stuff right now. We're going to say all the things. We're going to show up authentically. We're going to take up space. And we're going to let you know, regardless if we're invited back or not, this is what's happening. This is who we are. This is what we need. And this is what we're trying to do. So it's very inspiring. I look forward to seeing everything that they, that they are doing. And uh, yeah. So the Supernatural Bear Corner, indigenous, my peoples. I mean, profound, right? And it makes me sad every time because I won't be able to talk about the Supernatural Bear Corner because if you haven't heard, he's making moves. He's leaving. I think he's, his last episode will be in October because his birthday lands on a Monday. We drop episodes on Monday. You know, signs, symbols, and clues, kids. Signs, symbols, and clues. So I'm recording this two days before I phone out to Medellin, Colombia, for Hola Metaverso and the University of Medellin's a new event called Futurista. And I got to pack, kids. I got to pack two weeks of clothes because right from there, as you may or may not have heard, then we go to NYC for a week of activities, interviews, all kinds of stuff. And then on the 21st, we present at the UN, right? Like I mentioned in the intro. So I have to pack all that on carry-on. I don't know how to do that. But I bought all the things, so wish me luck. Some of the things should be arriving today, like compression, cubes, packing cubes, um, this one backpack with all this stuff. So I'm trying to do a backpack and a carry-on, and that's it, kids. That's it. So wish me luck on that. Thank you so much for supporting. Word to your mama, if you're new here and you're making it all the way to the end, thank you. But this is what's important. 
to spread the word about Word to Your Mama so that these amazing, inspiring, diverse voices from different walks of life get heard by so many people because it could be someone on accident listening to this and be inspired to be like, well, what's Web3? Let me da-da-da-da. Or I can be an activism in this. I can be an activist in this way. I can contribute and help on a local level that can make an impact on a global level. Like all these different things could be sparked because it's the universal and the specific. It's why I wanted to do this in the first place. I definitely needed a break, but now that I'm back, you know, have a new website. Uh, you know, I I have more clarity on what I'm trying to do. So. This has given me even more fuel to bring these diverse voices to the forefront. I mean, we're talking about all levels, kids. We're talking about someone that's never been on a podcast ever in life to seasoned veterans, Academy Award winners, Emmy Award winners, because my, you know, my my circle of peeps, my tribe is hella dope. So thank you so much for supporting. The way you could support is, of course, tell your beeps, tell your folks, tell your friends. And then you can become a patron. You can buy us a whiskey. You can buy something from the store, online store. Um, but, you know, I think the biggest impact is that we get more listeners so we can get it to more people and to show the world that we provide value and that we're here. You know what I'm saying? All right, then. As always, we reap. Word to Your Mama is owned and produced by Ritzy P. Intro Beat, produced by Nico Beats. If you want to know more, I want to email us. You want to get the media kit, go head over to wordtoyourmama.com. Word to Your Mama is now part of the Latina Podcasters Network. And as always, Word to Your Mama is brought to you by ritzyperrowinkle.com. Make sure to follow Words Your Mama on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you stream your podcast, or download the Latina Podcasters Network app. <laughs>